0: Welcome,
1: everybody. My name is anna Kasakultima and this is Games Now podcast. Games Now is an open lecture series run by Aalto University, and it has been available since 2013. For the past 10 years, Games Now has been aiming to showcase the multitude of topics that impact the current practices of making games. Our guest lecturers have shared their insights on topics relevant to them and their work. This podcast is looking back on those topics.
0: Looking back.
1: On the Looking Back series of Games Now podcast, we are revisiting some of our lectures and reflecting with the speakers what has happened between now and then. On the fifth episode of Looking Back Games Now podcast, we reflect on five years of development with chat application games. In 2017, Elina Arbonen was lecturing about their newly formed company QuickSave's effort in taking over the world of chat application games. Elina is a game industry veteran and a serial entrepreneur. She is the CEO and co-founder of QuickSave Interactive, and their previous game company was acquired by a social media app. QuickSave was founded in 2017 and is developing HTML5 games that are embedded on Social Web 2 and distributed Web 3 applications. This interview was recorded already in October 2022, so things have moved forward since our discussion. But let's go and listen what we reflected on chat applications and Web 3 back then. Before we go, let's check some messages from the Friends of Games Now. Hi, this is Chris from Metacore Games. We have been very excited to collaborate with games now. Don't forget to visit our website metacoregames.com and check out our latest open positions. Please come and get your seat. Thank you and enjoy the podcast.
0: Hi, this is Tato from Future Play. We've been great friends with Games Now over the years, and I'd like you to know that Future Play is always looking for talent. So go to futureplay.fi and check the latest positions. In the meanwhile, I hope you enjoy another insightful podcast.
1: Hi Alina. welcome
0: back to Games Now, how are you doing? thank you doing very well um yeah it's it's been great it's been uh, quite a few years since my presentation yeah, um, five years
1: ago yeah
0: yeah <laughs> obviously the market is, is evolving a lot in that time but uh, but yeah really looking forward to kind of look into kind of you know what, what we were saying back then as well <laughs> yeah <laughs> and reflecting
1: yeah um so before we go to the past what is the now what are you doing at the moment
0: so very similar things. I mean, with QuickSave, Interactive, the same company, we're, we're still building and growing the same company. And we have grown uh, a little bit since since five years ago. And uh, we're doing HTML5 games. We are working with some of the same platforms that we started with, but also we've added new platforms and also we've extended to Web3 now. So yeah. um, that's the latest kind of development. That's a big trend currently. <laughs> Yes, yes. And we did notice that a lot of the, the learnings on like um, social gaming and, and, you know, instantly accessible games, it's very applicable for blockchain so that we can kind of reduce some of the friction that is there with the games and also like make them for the community. So, um, so yeah, I think it's a, it's a good move for us in, in very many ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So what, what is your current title? What is, what is the role that
0: you have in this company? Uh, I am the CEO and one of the co-founder, so that hasn't changed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. still the same, no, nothing, the same, nothing yeah. interesting. <laughs> yeah. How was the yeah. pandemic for you? Was, it's been kind of weird years. Yes, yes. Obviously, we did go to kind of remote um, mode for, for a year, a bit over a year. And uh, then we actually, uh, we were in a phase in 2020. 21 that we had to move offices and we had a discussion like do we need an office and I'm so glad we d- d- decided that yes we need an office mm-hmm. because it, it is still kind of amazing to have your own place and you know mm-hmm. you can gather up there and, and you can see people face to face some uh, workshops and, and brainstorming sessions it's, it's much easier to do when you are actually there um, that being said we are very flexible some people are mostly working from home and, and we are fine mm-hmm. with that and now we've started to hire some people uh, a bit remotely as well. We have the first, first hire now working with us from Sweden. So <laughs> not very far. He can still fly over a couple of hours. He, he comes to visit us. But, but, but you know, um, yeah, we, we're starting to extend a little bit. Yeah.
1: yeah. It seems like that a lot of companies are doing this kind of model right now, that there is flexibility and then maybe some testing of the remote workers.
0: Yeah, yeah. But we're, we're not like going to give up the office for now. Yeah. We still <laughs> like to have, have it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, your title of the talk in in October two thousand seventeen, so like like f- exactly five years ago. Yeah. And the title was developing games for chat application.
0: Yeah, yeah. That was the year the company was actually founded, yeah. two thousand seventeen. <laughs> so, so yeah, uh, we we had been working on that area already with the previous company in a way because our previous startup was was acquired by a chat application. So, so we had been on the area for a while, but yeah, Quicksave started at the beginning of two thousand seventeen and. And, and yeah, we, we, we were building games for, for this, messaging, for social apps, yeah.
1: So it was very fresh. So let's go look at the beginning of the lecture. What yeah. were you uh, yeah. kind of uh, exploring with yeah. us?
0: Um, generally, the market uh, for chat apps has been growing quite rapidly. Like if you think 2011, they were like very small thing and now now it's like... Uh, they have actually surpassed the kind of traditional social networks. And traditional social networks is here like those Facebook, LinkedIn, and then the chat apps are WhatsApp, uh, Messenger, WeChat. Um, and they have, they've been growing more rapidly and they've already surpassed um, the traditional ones, which means there are a lot of users in chat apps. I'm sure you all most likely have at least one, one in, of them in your phone, most likely even several. Facebook Messenger alone has more than 1.3 billion monthly active users, and that's a huge user number. It means that the games that you put inside Messenger can also grow to big user numbers. And this is crucial when you are considering like new gaming platforms. If we compare, for example, VR, virtual reality as a gaming platform, like HTC and Oculus, they haven't yet even announced how many devices they've sold, which mean, means that they haven't sold all that much. And That means that if you make a game for that platform, the game can only grow as big as the platform is. Um, but here, with this many users, uh, it's, it's a really uh, good place to have games in there. Okay, one more graph around the monetization. Um, so these are the studies about online entertainment. The first one is from China, um, and it's kind of by sector, like what is the biggest monetizing sector on online entertainment? And surprise, it's games. Um, the second one is from the same from US. Again, games is the biggest monetizing sector in online entertainment. So kind of looking at this, these trends, like looking at how big chat apps have been growing and how they are still growing, and then thinking that games are what monetizes. Well, It's kind of makes a lot of sense that um, companies are starting to put these two together. The platforms. OK. So I will um, kind of introduce these four chat applications. Um, these are the ones that currently offer games inside the application. I'm pretty sure there will be still others to follow. At least in Asia, there's Line and Kakao that have, have been kind of branding themselves very strongly with games and for gamers. Um, but right now, what I see with them, they are offering kind of this uh, kind of companion games, games that you have to download. And there might be some perks in those games, like uh, you can talk about the game in the in the chat or when you are, once you are in the chat you can kind of discover the games from there and go to the game straight but they are still two different applications but these six platforms offer uh, games inside the app as well Facebook Messenger instant games this is the biggest uh, and they have fully integrated HTML5 games which are always full screen and portrait orientation. That's a bit different from App Store already. Uh, You can to landscape. It's always uh, a portrait. Then there's two points that are very important from the game developer's perspective. What Facebook Messenger is doing very well. So firstly, the games can send customized messages to chat. And there's a lot of freedom for the developer to. To decide what kind of messages and when and how many even to an extent how many as well so um, that's very good kind of a freedom to have that you can you can design that then this the other point is that you can easily switch context between groups and friends what that means in practice is that if you go to the game and you decide to play uh, let's say words with friends with uh, Laura and then uh, you are playing it with Laura and then you are thinking, "Oh well, what if I would play also with Swati?" And then you can inside the game, without leaving the game, without going back to the chat and changing the group. You can already inside the game, you can you can switch these groups, and that's of course for the game, also for the for the player, but for the game developer as well. These are very uh, useful features to have. It means that the integration between the game and the chat is is quite strong and you, you can, inside the game, you can kind of recognize where you are playing and with who you are playing. The monetization is being rolled out. Um, it was announced like less than two weeks ago, maybe, or two weeks ago, um, how the monetization works. So it's going to be video ads. Actually, there are already video ads uh, in some of the games, as some of you have seen, uh, based on the questions that I got. So there's video ads uh, and also Facebook has announced kind of in-app purchases in Google Play, so that's, that's how it's now starting. And that's a big step because that's something that has been missing. Like when we started to develop chat games, some people were questioning like, oh, but there's not even monetization, why would a company do chat games? And, um, and we were trusting that it'll be there and it, it is now, <laughs> it is now there. But this this also kind of like, uh, is an example of how new this area is, that there are these new kind of announcements and developments all the time. Kick is another quite interesting platform for game bots. And they have also good discovery. There's a bit, and the first image is a bit fuzzy, but the, the last um, menu item is discover bots. So from their main menu, there's only five items and one of them is discover bots. So it's easy to find them. And games can create these buttons uh, that help. <laughs> yeah, that's already a lot better than having like some command line action to to, to type. You can have buttons, but you can also load HTML5 pages. So there's quite a bit of flexibility in how to do games in Geek. The monetization here also has been kind of a, let's see what happens. Uh, but now they've done like, just couple of weeks ago, also they, they finished like an initial, uh, initial coin offering um, with a coin called Kin, which they say is a decentralized ecosystem for, of digital services for daily life. So there's still a bit of uncertainty how this works in practice. Um, we're kind of waiting for the big announcements to come when we will see it first time in action, but I would assume this is going to be very much related in in how the games will monetize and how how there will be kind of value exchanged um, between the players, the companies and and everyone in the ecosystem. Then there's um, vContact, which is the biggest messaging app in Russia. And they announced this August that they have also a direct games uh, platform, which is an HTML5 games launched from the app. They have a monetization already, it's through v contact points that you can buy with money and you can spend the coins inside the games as well. But right now the, the whole platform is only available on Android. So we'll we'll see what happens with the with the iOS side. But it's definitely a very interesting place also to to have the games. Then there's WeChat, which is the biggest in China. For a Western game developer, it's a bit difficult market to research. If you don't know Chinese, uh, it's hard to find information or, or even find the games. Because how you find the games uh, is you actually go and you search them, like you would search for a friend. So you, you, you're going to start to type the name of the game and then they will appear. You can kind of like or follow the games. Uh, you can play them. They are HTML5 games that open up uh, and you can share the game to a friend. But I didn't see... Uh, very strong connection between the the kind of the groups or the the people and the games. As I was explaining the Facebook messenger link is is quite strong and you can you can really tie the game to the the chat activities. But here uh, I didn't see such a strong link there. Okay then there's iMessage which is available uh, obviously only on iOS so iPhone or iPad users uh can access the iMessage app. Well, actually, it's the text messaging app on on iOS. Here, the games are usually native iOS games, so technically it's different. Where the others are using HTML5 or their own bot APIs, uh, here it's usually native, and you also download the app on the side. So it's a bit different uh, in the, in that sense as well. You kind of. Play, you find the game from the iMessage, and you play the game inside iMessage, but on the background you still get an app on your phone as well. But payments are handled, it's the same as in an in-app store. So you have premium both premium games and in-game purchases available. Of course the limitation here for the developers uh, point of view is that you would only have the iOS audience in, in use. Then... Last but not least, there's Telegram. Um, there's also HTML5 games played via a bot. Um, here the discovery is a bit difficult. There's no like a menu item where you could discover games. You have to search for them. There are a couple of these bo- game bots that are kind of actually a collection of games, like this bot called GameBot will show you several games. But then there are others that are not linked to this. Um, calorie bots, so what you can do is actually just Google like Telegram bots recommendations or something and then you will find it and then you will find the bot. And Telegram has been run almost like a non-commercial product until very lately. I mean lately they've started to announce certain payments there as well. Recently they came these bot payments which actually just means that like if you order a pizza via a Telegram bot you can pay the pizza in inside the bot and then um, there's, there's like a money, money transfer happening. Of course, that kind of payment is not suitable for game, game use. Uh, but it's, it's interesting to see, I mean, how that will develop here as well. Technical capabilities of building games here are already uh, already quite good
1: there we go <laughs> so
0: many so many chat applications and so chat kind of yeah uh, yeah it's, it's very interesting to see i mean the market has definitely evolved in five years on yeah. like what's been happening with the different apps like yeah i mean out of those apps that i, I i'm presenting here um it's basically facebook is is going strong and we chat right yeah. now but like uh uh, the others have have been kind of uh, you know dwindling or you know I've you know I haven't been even following because they, they haven't been like in you know there hasn't been like interesting development in the others yeah. with, with the exception obviously <coughs> that, like we contact the the Russian Facebook we. We did publish games there, but early this year we we stopped um, yeah. serving that platform due <laughs> to, to the war, the ongoing war. So, so yeah. like for that reason, we contact now is is no longer in our kind of uh, use. Um, in the radar, it that's yeah. not in the radar anymore due <clears throat> to, to the market uh, where where it's at. Um, but yeah, like. Um, uh, like kick, um, I guess it exists, but I, I don't know. <laughs> and then iMessage, we never did an iMessage game because it's native; it's not html yeah. Five. But I know companies that did, and it it kind of went went nowhere. Um, yeah. And um, uh, Telegram, well, Telegram is there, but uh, but they they haven't extended this gaming feature, and haven't you know? There's no way to monetize it if it's if it is there, and and so forth. So. Yeah, but it's but it's interesting. Like in the beginning, I was saying, like you know, these are the messaging applications different from like the full social apps. But actually, that that has been blurring because Facebook um, actually, like a year later, moved the games from Messenger to the to the blue app, as they call it. So mm. so the main Facebook app. Yeah. So actually, they they are still the <coughs> games have like features at the same ones basically that you can message your friends in Messenger. But the game discovery and, and a lot of the features and kind of where the games actually are, are in Facebook. Mm-hmm. Which, which actually does make a sense because people are in Facebook more like exploring to spend time whereas Messenger has been more like, you know, I just, you know, reply to my messages. Um, so in that sense, I think it's a good move from them. But it, but it kind of like, it blurs the limit of like, how is this different from the previous Facebook game era? Mm. Um, I mean, it is different in, in, in many ways, and, and technically it's different and, and so forth. But, but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, now the Facebook Instant Games are, are kind of more in the Facebook app, not the, yeah. not the Messenger app, even though the features are still there. And, and yeah, WeChat is there, and, uh, and then there's new apps, like, um, wh- wh- for example, we've gone, uh, we published the game on Doom, Um so the Tomb Video Calls, Um, okay zoom yeah 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 Yeah. 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 um so (laughs) so i I think that's a very interesting platform for games Mm because it's like you know multiplayer gaming like you know any kind of party game port game type of game can can fit easily in that kind of like let's have a video call remotely and you know play this game together so so that has appeared and then um, Snapchat obviously brought out games, um, but they've been now kind of descaling that again. So so even even Snap is kind of like you know trying you know what I mean. And we actually have, have never put a game out there. Um, even even you know there, there, there was some some intention um, at, at a time, um, and then now this year we got TikTok. Who's who's coming to play <laughs> yeah. uh, with with huge audience and they yeah. just published. I think there's like only like 14, 14 games or something. And and TikTok right now they are testing the same thing. So basically, it's the Five games that you can launch from your TikTok feed.
1: Yeah. How yeah. how about Discord? I kind of I discovered that quite recently. They updated that there's now. It
0: seems to me similar, at least like like. A- so yeah, Discord has these kind of bot games mm-hmm. uh, that I I don't know if it's evolved from that. I've I played some Discord games already like a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, like during during the pandemic times. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I. I I've yet to figure out how you know how similar it would be for our yeah. kind of tech pipeline or what's the monetization mm. and 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 so far it, it doesn't seem to be like a huge focus for them. Mm. Um, but uh, but yeah, there there are some bot games there as well. Yeah, maybe evolving quite soon. So
1: it seems like the like uh, similar to the early days of Facebook games, the things were changing constantly. So the, the working on the chat or messenger apps. Uh, it's a moving
0: target all the time right yeah yeah i mean it, it is an evolving market i yeah. mean it has been the five you know you know the last five years and it and it still is so so yeah i mean that does create challenges because even even like if you are targeting one of these platforms and and that kind of keeps changing so you need to you need to adapt a little bit on mm-hmm. like what are the what are the core features that the platform offers and and also one thing that well, there's a few things that we've learned since, since that time, obviously. But <laughs> Five like, years. But, yeah. like, uh, um, one of them is that, obviously, like, um, you have to to be kind of uh, targeting, um, you know, certain audiences that are active on, on these different platforms. So, like, mm. I- even though um, the platform might have... Any any kind of type of people in there, but you know there are certain uh, demographics that are are more keen to came gaming on mm, on certain mm, platforms. Mm, mm. So so like, yeah, like who's who's actively playing on on which platform, and, and that can that can vary depending on the app and and where you are. Yeah. Um well, One thing that actually hasn't changed from that time is the kind of, um, I'd say, uh, some struggle with monetization mm-hmm. tactics on how mm-hmm. can you how can you monetize because, um, like I was saying there that. Facebook only announced um, the in-game purchases on Google. So that's still the case. Mm. Um, Apple is quite strict on having App Store within an app. So, you know, for example, Facebook um, cannot make... um, the game offering within their app to be like an app store. It's not even about those 30% taxes. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, you know, Google is, is getting that on Android, but, um, um, but it's still kind of like a... Um, Difficulty that if you are building a game and you have to do like double balancing, like Android users have a bit different experience than the than the mm. iOS users. Yeah. And, and some of these platforms are available then only on Android. Or or then you know Apple tried that iMessage thing on like, hey, we have our iMessage thing. So so this kind of duality of like how Google and, and iOS platforms are, are differing, it, it creates um um some, some some difficulty in like how do you balance mm-hmm. the, the game monetization and and um and yeah and how well these apps are able to to kind of fine-tune the experience for the payer on like how can you how can you kind of um offer the best best kind of experience in the sense like what are you featuring or what mm. are you kind of like what are you gaming categories are, are you allowed to do these things yeah, and one thing that I mentioned <laughs> there there were so many so many fun things like I, I mentioned like you know all the the line and Kakao Apps in Asia both of them have have started to do games since yeah. since that like embedded yeah, many yeah. have games so so I think you know the vision of like hey this is a growing market and new apps will come as you know exactly come through like yeah. you know that has that has definitely happened yeah. yeah
1: you were you were right on the kind of wave that it was starting to build up when you were having this talk and kind of exploring the games that came out so there's a lot of design advice there as well in the lecture. so, so it's a wonderful lecture altogether. Yeah. yeah it's kind of fun thing to now look back five years and it's a kind of magical yeah. thing that it can still be there it's not too old but but a lot of things has happened how many games have you made for a chat application
0: um
1: about 10 games yeah and yeah. are, are they kind of on
0: the same platforms or are they no, in the same ones? no most of them uh, or the biggest number of the games are on Facebook instant games mm-hmm. um, uh, and some of the games are on multiple platforms so um, uh, so for example the um, the Rambo game we did a few years back um, that's on that's been published on on few uh, and, and you know some others as well um, also we made this quite simple. Physics-based puzzle in 2020, uh, a toilet paper game, which was kind of a kind of a meme thing, because everyone was talking about this toilet paper hoarding, yeah. um, and uh, and that has been kind of a guinea pig that we put onto a lot of platforms on on testing out you know technicalities, and and, and so that's like everywhere. Um, one platform that I didn't mention actually uh, that has appeared uh, is Viber. So we have published some games on Viber, which is quite big uh, messaging app as well. So that is that is also uh, an kind of ongoing thing.
1: How is the chat games trend comparable to, for instance, hyper casual
0: games? Like, is there any similarities? Yeah. Some, but, but but they are kind of two different things. Um, Some conferences actually have been always putting them on the same kind of track. Mm -hmm. Like there's the the hyper casual and instant game track. And I'm kind of like, "Mm, are they really? (laughs) Because uh, we, for example, have always been building more towards the kind of I don't know, higher end of the games, longer, longer yeah. self time games, yeah. So yeah. games that can can kind of keep you engaged for longer time. Mm-hmm. Whereas hyper casual games are often kind of more snack type that you mm-hmm. play for some time and then you look for a new game. And and this is how you know companies that are doing hyper casual games, they are also very effective in their kind of production pipeline, that it, that it doesn't take many weeks to kind of put out the prototype and, and you know, a month to, to finalize it and, and launch and and, mm-hmm. and 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 so forth. So we've been always looking to do games that are a bit deeper uh, in the gameplay, more kind of, well, maybe mid-core or kind of mm-hmm. casual. I'd, I'd say casual, but not hyper-casual yeah. um, games. So so there's no kind of strict link between the two. I think one reason why a lot of people are looking at this market that it must be hyper casual is the reason that it's HTML5. Mm. And and a lot of the HTML5 games that are kind of on web portals or people know about are very very casual, very hyper casual in a way. And and they think that the technology doesn't lend itself to do more in Mm. production quality. But it does like you know, in the past 10 years, it's similar 5 or these web technologies, they've been evolving a lot. And nowadays browsers are very powerful platforms to, to put games on. Um, they have like, you know, 3D capabilities and and, and all that if you if you want to have that. So, um, you know, we don't like lose the production quality. Um, one game that that we are quite quite proud of that we launched last year was the, was the Beatstar Music that was com- kind of a... Um, well, the same game as the beat Star that uh, SpaceApe launched in, in app stores. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did a HTML5 version of that for Facebook. And, and, you know, the gameplay is the same. So, like, that kind of... And it's a very high-quality game. So, mm-hmm. so that, that kind of tells you of the capabilities, like, technically, what you can do.
1: It's, it's yeah. been kind of wondrous to realize that, for instance, mobile phones are now, like, equal, almost equal to consoles. Yeah. So, so the tech things have been advancing on the background, and it's still we are still kind of adjusting to thinking it that way. That you know we have so many possibilities in terms of the platforms and
0: yeah, and depth yeah. and the yeah. quality of the games. Yeah, and and now also like the new generations, like they are so adept in playing with mobiles. Like like you know my my daughter when she, when she plays Roblox, she kind of prefers her mobile, mm-hmm. and I, I sometimes play with her, and I feel so clumsy with, with that kind <laughs> of a. a Roblox parkour levels, where you have to, you know, be very agile with yeah. your fingers. Uh, but they they are used to that. So yeah. so like that kind of like um, it's it's you know <laughs> it, it makes you feel a bit old. But but you know like it's it's younger generations are also like don't mind the what well, we feel clumsiness in the user yeah. interface. They they it's it's good for them. Yeah. yeah.
1: So. <clears throat> I'm not sure if you're able to answer this or give us an insight, but what is the your kind of your company's personal I don't know how you can say that, but like the, your choice of the demographics, what is the you, you you're a little bit open that, that there are certain demographics that play perhaps certain kinds of games in certain platforms.
0: But what is the best demographic currently that you're aiming for? So uh, yeah, that's that's a good question um, because we have been doing several genres, like several different type of games for different platforms, so we haven't kind of toned in on like this is the exact demographic that that we kind of work with. Um, we've been more focused on kind of the, the, the platform itself and, and, and you know, fine-tuning the HTML5 uh, workflows that we have also. We have built some of our own uh, editors and, and tools that help us iterate faster on the games, Um uh, but yeah, right now, because, well, we haven't gone into the latest development yet, so so right now we've been, the past year, we've been um, extending or switching more towards the Web3 uh, mm-hmm. and, and blockchain platforms, which is also kind of a perfect area for social games where people want to play together in with their communities and also... Um, the kind of friction that you might have if you have to like download and install a game to any device, if you can have a game that just starts on your browser where you anyways have your kind of blockchain marketplaces or the community is happening and and you can just log in once and go into the game and, and play it's all very well applicable for this blockchain world. Mm. And so now uh, the latest is that we are kind of um, experimenting and learning about different gameplay patterns that work well in this environment. And obviously, because it's blockchain, the game loops are evolving around um, kind of ownership, or not even ownership, like trading, uh, trading of in-game things, and also the community. So how can you... um, I would say supercharge the community to to so that the gameplay is is better when you're play t- playing it together. Even if it's a kind of a solo experience, but you know when you involve, you know when you socialize with others, it 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 enhances the experience. And and our latest two games on blockchain are kind of kind of experimenting on this. So so I'd say right now we are we are kind of building for. For kind of community-driven gameplay on on mm. blockchain, and and that is a that is still a you know a wide demographic. Of course, right now within blockchain, it is um, kind of t- trending towards um, younger, you know, no twenties, thirties people, and 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 then also quite tech-savvy people mm. right now who mm. are playing there. Yeah. So even with like community-centric gameplay patterns um the, the communities are quite savvy on on what you provide them like mm. like they are creating even their own tooling if you keep them like api so you know you know so so it's it's something that you, you just need to enable uh the mm. community to kind of enhance on the gameplay and and you know they they'll they'll do it
1: yeah so you need to know exactly
0: the community what they've Prefer and what kind yeah, of things they like yeah, and the, yeah. what kind of games so, they so, play. So in that sense, it's kind of like um, you know you you're focusing on on this. Um on this community that's already there i mean Mm -hmm. and and then you know seeing like what kind of things they like and 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 then but of course you also want to grow the community so so you want to offer offer something that maybe the the current games or experiences that are there for that community don't even have yet so Mm -hmm. so that you can extend it and we've heard that now um the, the last game we published was um uh Axie Infinity Ray lights, so it's it's done for the um Axie Infinity um kind of community. And and we've, we've heard some people say of our game it's quite chill. It's it's kind of like a mm-hmm. you know more relaxed than the than the the other kind of fighting based games mm-hmm. uh, there. And, and some people have said to us that hey this is the style that I want to have in the Axie universe. So so we are we are quite happy with the community reactions, even though it's very different. It's a very different game from anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so like we've had a very good uh, good uh, reception for it. Yeah.
1: So let's go back a little bit. Um, so the very, very big trend for this year has been NFT, Web3, blockchain, and it's been growing for a while now. But can can you give our listeners a little bit of yeah, your definition, your opening up, what is actually Web3? What does
0: that mean? So, so it's technically, you know, uh, apps or projects that are built on on top of blockchain uh, infrastructure so um, it, it is about the, the the kind of decentralized nature that for games it offers uh, it offers kind of stronger ownership it, it offers more, more transparency in in, in in the interactions and and it offers kind of the um, community a stronger relationship to to kind of like you know potentially having um, kind of more of a say on like where the, where the project is going because you have this, this kind of mechanisms that are supported by the technology. And um, yeah, I mean, if we look at like comparing to Web 1.0 2, like 1.0 was the, the kind of static pages with like html links and then web 2 is where everyone becomes a creator and and you know you know facebooks and twitters and all that where you know everyone is is creating the content and now with with web 3 it's it's a I'd say it's more technical transformation <laughs> but uh, but yeah i mean we'll have to see like what is the and what is the best kind of utility for those things that you you create there? like how how do they enhance the enhance the gameplay? I mean in some ways, it is a way to um, to to create a, a new types of business models which which may sound you know boring or uninteresting for gamers, but it's the same as with like we have premium games or we have free to play games. I mean, some people play the other, some people play the the other and some people play both and and i don't think blockchain will like and whenever like new paradigm comes like free to play for example it doesn't stop all the others like they, mm-hmm. they didn't disappear it mm-hmm. extended the market and and it has become a huge thing but it's it, you know the others didn't disappear we still have premium games as well and um and it but what it, what what it does mean for the game design is that you have to kind of adapt your patterns mm. for that new model. Like if you do a premium game or if you do a free to play game, you have to consider that from the beginning on. Mm-hmm. Like how what is the game loop? Does it support that model? So it's kind of the same with blockchain now that when you are designing a good content, uh, you have to think about it from the beginning on. How does? How does the game loop support it? What is what is the kind of you know back and forth between between the tech or the or the business models and, and and the gameplay? And of course, the key is still to make compelling good gameplay. Mm. And and I I believe eventually like people don't care what it's built on. Like if it's a good game and if, if they if it's easily accessible uh, and you know they like the game, they they're gonna play it and they're gonna enjoy it. And, and and so um, yeah, even if you don't like make any purchase in the beginning, um, you still have to like go through that creation. And then, mm-hmm. you know, oftentimes you still have to go and um, download the game and you install it on your device. And and even there, you might need to like uh, sync up again somehow with your wallet and your identity, because the wallet is kind of the your identity there. Mm-hmm. Whereas like if we do a Facebook game, we have your know, Facebook identity that mm-hmm. kind of identifies you. Uh, but now it's like, kinda your wallet is your um, ID for the game. Mm, yeah. um, but so it can be cumbersome. And what we feel is like our HTML5 approach, it's taking some of that away. Like, you know, mm-hmm. at, at least the game, once you are logged in, the game just starts in your browser and, and you don't have to do any installing and waiting. But yeah, I mean, there's still improvements to do for the whole chain that it that, of actions that, that, you know, ways to kind of make it easier. Um, of course, like if... We have like interesting enough games. People will go through some hurdles to get mm. in there. We we've seen that happen, but but you know, they, for 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 through like a kind of a if you if you want to do like a mass market game, there needs to be very little friction in, in mm. getting mm-hmm. people in.
1: What well, are the, the how do you tackle the negative attitudes or potential like uh, backlash or whatever? I don't know if it affects your chat
0: yeah. games any any way that you also do Web three. There was one discussion on this recently on like how to how to talk about NFTs without making people mad. <laughs> um, so one what of the, the solutions offered was that do not call them NFTs, which is kind of silly. Um, but yeah, people people have very. Um, Colorful, you know, impressions mm-hmm. on like you know NFTs or what, what they are, and a lot of people think that you know it's just just an image, and and you know it doesn't it doesn't have to be that you know NFTs as a technology within games, it's, it's like an idea of like granting you access to something. Um, so, for example, in our first Web three game that we published, dystopia Battles, there, it's basically the same as kind of what Games Workshop is doing. So they are selling these plastic units armies. You have to own an army to, to battle an opponent. So we are kind of selling armies as well, but it's obviously digital and mm. the army units are technically NFTs and you have to have few units to, to be able to play. Mm. So... So it's not. It's currently there's no like free to play in that game, and and you have to buy some units to to play. But it's it's no different from like you going to the game's workshop and buying mm. some some plastic units and, and playing with those. They, they give you access to the game. They give you the experience. Mm. So it's it's about the utility of that that NFT uh, on like uh, what what do you get with it? Like does it allow you to do something? And and so yeah, it, I think these. You know, a lot of developers currently are looking to like, okay, we're doing these cool games, and they're not like even talking about them being like, <laughs> like you know, like what tech they have, because because it's it's kind of like it's it's all about the experience still in the in the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: What are the improvements that you would want to have for this field? Like, what are the kind of main issues that you would like to be changed in
0: in the world of web, web three games or web three specifically? Well, we are focused on creating good gameplay that is still the kind of the hard part there like you know like how do you create a good game what what game is fun I mean you, you, you know this like it's, it's not an easy thing to like hey like let's <laughs> let's design a fun game so the other part like the technical implementations there's a lot of like kind of tooling coming up now there's mm-hmm. a lot of companies building up tools and and kind of layers on like how to make it easy for for developers technically to create like nfts or or blockchain games and and how do you have some of those needed technical components so and and also some of those technical components will help with the the access to the games on making it making it more fluent so So yeah, I mean that is I guess that's the key point on like how easily they are accessible. And then then it will be about the good content on on like people that will kind of draw people in to to play the games. The image that people have in mind, I think that'll that'll kind of gradually change. And it's it's not like Everyone is against blockchain or, or something. You know, there's a lot of people who, who want that to happen and who mm. are very excited about it. And then there are a lot of people who don't even know anything about it. So they, mm. they, they are going to like, you know, they, they'll, they'll come in when they when they have a good game and their friends are talking about it and and, and they want to experience that.
1: Okay, um, so, but you still uh, work with the non Web three things as well, with the chat things like that. S- some of
0: it. Yes, yeah. yes. So, so, so we have still, um, yeah, on ongoing things. For example, with Facebook or or we have um, ongoing things with Zoom. Um, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm quite um yeah quite enjoying the the tombs uh, approach for games as well yeah so so there are st- still things happening on that area but yes it, it is it is true at the same time that the focus is is kind of has shifted to, to 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 the f3 yeah what,
1: what, what is your current project that like uh that you're most excited about at the moment like wh- where are you aiming at uh right now for the future
0: well well it is it is this two two kind of two um, games uh, web three yeah. web three projects but well, right now the axie um, infinity Lights obviously is a big thing it came out like you know less than a month ago and um and it's super exciting to work with that that community and um um yeah yeah well very much looking forward to release some new features for that game um so yeah how do we follow that, like, if, if if we're not part of the, if I
1: don't have my wallet or anything set up, is there a way to see how that game works or...
0: Where, where can we see them yeah now now there's videos like in YouTube <laughs> like, you know created by us our our um, communications manager has been doing videos but also videos created by the community right. so so yes and um, and yeah they've also created some of the some websites for kind of discovering you know secrets of the game and and, and so forth so there's, there's quite a lot of material also outside the game that is now popping up.
1: Related to Web3, I think that I spotted from your presentation from 2017 already word decentralized. Was it the same decentralized back yeah, in the day? Yeah, which, yeah which actually, was I saw it? the
0: same. Yeah, Kik <laughs> did an ICO, like initial coin offering. They, they started yeah. the Kin coin, And uh, that, that coin is actually still going. Yeah. Uh, even though I said that I don't know what what's been happening with Kik, like the the actual like messaging app. But I know that token is still out there and, and, and there are some people building around it. But yeah. I don't know anything anything specific. But yeah, I I must say that they they were very early in, yeah. in, in kind of that. But I think they were looking at it from a bit different point of view, like having a token and it was kind of more purely a monetizing factor and not like kind of gameplay factor in a way like not now in the block, yeah, yeah. For, for me it's more interesting how how do you use blockchain um how does it affect the game mechanics the gameplay loops and yeah. you know like having the game items on on blockchain and what, what can that kind of mean and and what does it enable so so, yeah, but it, but it's a good, well spotted. I mean, I, I was actually surprised myself that I did mention this topic already back then. and I and yes, I've been following it for like much later, I mean much earlier than than just the past year we've been actually working on it.
1: Yeah, yeah. so it's wonderful to see in these talks that actually, like dating five years, eight years or anything back, and it's like some of those seeds are already there. But it's not exactly. The, it's not necessarily the ones that we would think to look for. But yeah, yeah <laughs> looking back, yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's possible to spot those trends already, kind of starting. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That's true. That's true.
1: In general, for following the future trends or what is happening right now in the game industry, what are your tools? What are your
0: uh, go-to's? Like, how do you follow uh, the trends? um i guess multiple ways um following some blogs or some uh newsletters is is one thing um, then of course, like just discussing with other developers um some people just catching up regularly uh on kind of one on one on like how hows how's the world looking who are kind of very close to us in in the areas. And then of course just going to events. I love it how after the the pandemic we can go to events again. Mm-hmm. Because it is a lot of value in those kind of talks at the corridor, like outside the lecture halls when you can mm-hmm. when you can freely meet people and and well, especially Finland. The you know, the gaming community is so strong and people share info and, and, and thoughts and ideas and, and that's kind of I think what makes us so strong in Finland. But it, it does happen, you know, international conferences as well, that, that people are, are sharing kind of advice and ideas. And, and and even if you don't agree, but that's a viewpoint that, you know, benefits you if you, you know, know other viewpoints as well on like how, how people see their, their developments.
1: Yeah oh that's 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 fantastic i love it that like that we are kind of going back to the normal <laughs> and we are able to share again and
0: it's very yeah. human
1: interaction yeah.
0: in a sense yeah yeah i mean i do think that traveling will be less now than pre-pandemic yeah. like people are probably more juicy on which conferences they go to but yeah but i do see a lot of traveling happening, and i've been to myself to, to some international conferences already
1: yeah yeah all right, so I'll um, I'll thank you for this reflection. It was wonderful to go back and see how the chat games are going and what's happening in the Web Three as well. A little bit of glimpse of that. Yeah. So
0: thanks for sharing your thoughts, Alina. Thank you very much for having me. It was it was fantastic. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>